1: What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Wednesday's edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast, February 24th, 2021. Your boy Q here with you as always, and of course, you can find me on Twitter, at your boy Q254. And anytime you have some feedback you want to pass along to get onto the show, or maybe even a show suggestion, 707-654-4693, that is the Lockdown Raiders Podcast voicemail line. I like to tease at the top of the show and let it be known that later on this week, matter of fact, Thursday and Friday, I do believe, have Draft Talk coming to the Locked On Raiders podcast. Really, really good draft talk. Uh, a great interview that I knocked out. I think you're going to enjoy it. So definitely make sure you tune in to Thursday and Friday show. Very good draft conversation that you're going to hear. But that's for another day. Today have another good show planned. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying what you've been hearing all week long. But a real good show for you, I believe, coming up today. In segment number three, calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. Lots of good foot feedback on the last couple shows that i've been having so uh definitely appreciate all the feedback and uh, we'll be talking about that coming up in segment number three Segment number two, I'm going to kind of do kind of like a left turn. It's not really going to be uh, exactly Raider-centric, but it has to do with the NFL. It has to do with what Tuesday was in the league, a couple of players across the league, and then just real life at the same time. you know. And people sometimes reach out and say, hey Q, man, I, I actually appreciate when you go off and kind of start talking about other stuff in real life that everyone can can uh, you know uh, appreciate and understand. And so I'm going to kind of do that. And in segment number two today, I want to talk about knowing – Your worth and how it pays to know your value. And I could talk about, you know, the franchise tag, which we'll talk about here in segment number one. Uh, Talk about Deshaun Watson and what's going on in Houston. But I also can take it back to. Everyday life and and us and normal people and also knowing our value and how important that is to know our value. So I'm gonna tie it all together. It's gonna to be about football. It's gonna be about, you know, the league. It's not the league that it used to be. It's not your father's NFL anymore. It's a new day in time in the NFL and players have a lot more say. And the reason is is because they know their value if they have that value so we'll talk about that in segment number two here in segment number one news and notes of the day just a couple nuggets and it's not really a whole lot that I want to get to but still it's it's what we do news and notes of the day so let's go ahead and jump right into it now I mentioned the franchise tag already and Tuesday was the opening day for the franchise tag. And what I mean by that is teams around the league can decide that as of Tuesday, they could start to apply the franchise tag on certain players and you can only apply it on one player on your team. And so uh, the Raiders haven't had a franchise tag guy in a minute. You know, obviously Khalil Mack was a guy that could have potentially been a franchise tag holder, but you know how that all shook out. And uh, the Raiders at some point used to always have the franchise tag and apply it on, on players, but they haven't had that situation situation in a while, and they're not going to have that situation again this year. They don't need to put the franchise tag on anybody. Not Nelson Aguilar. I know that he's a guy that a lot of Raider Nation wants. He does not need to be franchise tagged. If he comes back, he comes back. If he doesn't, that's fine, too. I mean, really. I mean, it's it, he was a nice nice addition, but he's not something that you just have to make sure you hold on to by way of the franchise tag and guarantee him about 16 or $17 million, because that's basically what it would be as far as uh, the wide receiver position goes. But there's some guys across the league, and there's some guys that you know i'm sure raider nation is looking at as potential guys that the raiders could go and pick up you know in free agency like allen robinson you know he's a guy that most likely will probably get franchise tagged by the bears maybe a, a sign and trade chris godwin with tampa bay another wide receiver he might get franchise tagged there's a good chance there uh let's see how about safety justice simmons from the broncos most likely he he was tagged last year he could probably get tagged again and be about 13.73 million dollars that they would owe him in twenty twenty one Uh, Marcus May, a guy that uh, I'm very interested in that the Raiders could possibly go get from the Jets. Uh, He's a guy that could very well get the franchise tag. John Johnson, I know he's a safety that a lot of folks have, have recommended for the Raiders to go try to get. He might get the franchise tag. Leonard Williams, he had that in New York with the Giants last year and then turned around and had 12 sacks. If they were to hit them with the franchise tag again... $20 million. One guy that I find very interesting that might not get the tag. uh, I know uh, Bud Dupree was a guy that uh, Ted Nguyen from The Athletic, he had mentioned on Monday's show, as a potential guy that the Raiders could pick up in free agency coming off that torn ACL. But how about Marcus Williams? A guy that I've talked about on the show, multiple people have talked about, there have been rumors that the Raiders may be interested in him. He probably won't get the franchise tag in New Orleans, even though he's a really good player. He's still really young. But because the, the Saints are in such bad salary cap position – they really can't afford to guarantee a contract to a, a safety like that, so most likely, if they can't work out a long-term deal, they're going to probably have to let him go, and that would be the opportunity for the Raiders to pounce on him. Uh, I'm not too sure if there's other guys. Unique Ngakwe, a guy that you know I've pounded the table for before, he most likely won't get the tag from Baltimore. Uh, he didn't have a great season with them, and of course he was with Minnesota before. Uh, still was good, but he wasn't worthy of the franchise tag, so that's another guy that could be a potential get for the Raiders, but franchise tag season is open. Uh, Teams have through March 9th to decide to apply the tag and then after that they have a certain amount of time to get a long-term deal done or these players have to play under the tag or don't sign it and don't play at all but Either way, most likely, at some point, either 10 weeks into the season or at some point, they sign the tag and get in there so they can get credit for a season. So wanted to give you that update on the franchise tag and that the period is now open to apply the tag. Not get the long-term deal done, but apply the tag. February 23rd through March 9th. So it's on and popping right now as far as the NFL goes. That means we're getting closer and closer to free agency. Another note that I wanted to pass along, and this comes by way of Windy City Gridiron on SB Nation, is talking about a 17th game in 2021. And with last year's update to the CBA, it allowed the owners to implement a 17-game schedule as early as this upcoming season. And I think it's going to happen. It hasn't been you know, set in stone yet. There's not been any guarantee that it's going to happen. But with the salary cap going down, at least the floor going down to $180 million, it'd be a really good way for these teams and owners to try to recoup some money that they may have lost. So they're going to try to do everything they can to make the most money, but I bring this up only because if there is a 17th game in 2021, what would that mean for the Raiders? The league announced already that the 17th game would be AFC versus NFC on a rotating schedule. This year would be the second place Raiders in the AFC West versus the second place Bears in the NFC North. So there you go. That would be your 17th game for the Raiders if it is, in fact, put in place, which I think it's going to be, but again, it's not set in stone, but you can almost pencil that in. The Bears and the Raiders would play in, in game 17 if the 2021 season has one. My final little nugget for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast is uh, my guy Patrick Walker from CBS He actually joined my radio show on Fox Sports Central Texas on Tuesday to talk about the Cowboys. He covers the Cowboys like a glove. So I asked him about David Irving and the latest uh, thoughts and, and what he passed along to Vic Tafer on The Athletic, what he had to say about the organization. And not only that, not really everything that he had to say about the organization and you'll hear us go back and forth a little bit but really just what kind of player he could be dude's an athletic freak he could be a monster but what is he in reality because again it all sounds good, you know. Everything he's saying, he's going to be this dude. He could be this alpha dog and be a defensive uh, stud for the Raiders, and he has the potential to do that. But he's just never really had the want to to do that in his career. So here's my question to Patrick Walker, and you'll hear our back and forth conversation about David Irving. You know what? I got to ask you about a former Dallas Cowboy, and that's David Irving. He's made the rounds. Obviously, he was with the Cowboys. You saw how athletic he was, how great he was of a player when he was engaged. Uh, he basically retires from the league smoking weed, and then bounces back last year, signs with the Raiders on the practice squad, uh, You know, played a little bit, didn't do much, and the Raiders have re-signed him. Since then, he came out and said that when he was a member of the Cowboys, he hated it. Jason Garrett didn't know what he was doing as a head coach, and he just loves Gruden and company, and Rob Marinelli, and that's great and all, but when you saw what David Irving was and what he was capable of, I always felt he fell short of his talent ability. What were your thoughts on David Irving, and what do you think he'll do with this next chance he's getting?
0: David Irving is is a freakish athlete. That is that is something that is an absolute fact. David Irving can be one of the best pass rushers in the league. That is also something that's an absolute fact. David Irving um, has a very poor work, e- work ethic. That is also an absolute fact. All of these things are true. Uh, I find it kind of disconcerting to hear him say the things he's saying right now about a franchise that uh, is the reason that, number one, he ever played in the NFL, obviously the the Cowboys of the team, that gave him the shot there. Uh, And this, this is me speaking objectively. I'm not leaning towards the Cowboys or anything. This is me speaking from an insider standpoint. There are things that I've seen in regards to the David Irving situation, the chances, the myriad of chances that the Dallas Cowboys gave him to do right by them and to show that he wanted to play football. And he just simply did not show that time. And again, Uh, even to his own admission, because if you allow David Irving to talk long enough, He'd tell on himself. Right. (laughs) So even at a certain point, there was a point where he said he admitted that he wanted to simply roll out of bed and and play the game. He'd be late for practices, he'd be late and/or not short for meetings, and it would infuriate Jason Garrett. Obviously, your head coach wants everybody in practice, wants everybody in practice on time, wants everybody in meetings. David Irving basically said Jason Garrett was jealous that Irving was able to roll out of bed and get a couple sacks on Sunday without really having to practice all week. And he compared it to Jason Garrett being a backup quarterback behind Troy Aikman, you know, in yesteryear. So if you read between those lines and you look behind that curtain, what David Irving is really saying is I, I I don't want to practice really. Right. And if you try to make me practice, then I'm not going to like you and I'm going to sling all of this mud. Uh, Now factor all of that into the, suspension issues with the NFL and you and I are on the same page in that the NFL needs to grow up and get over the whole suspending for we thing. And I think they're at that point with the new CBA. So hopefully they're at that point. Right. Um, but nonetheless, until the rules changed, the rules were the rules. David Irving was consistently breaking those rules. So you have an issue with, had an issue with work ethic with the Dallas Cowboys you had an issue with suspension and following the rules and it all, you know, mushroomed to the point where David Irving said, you know what, I'm done playing football. I don't want to play anymore. I'm going to go start, you know, um, uh, a marijuana, um, small business, small business selling marijuana legally. And, and here we are now, suddenly he's with the Raiders and he's on his second deal with the Raiders. And now he's supposedly this renewed, rejuvenated, I hate the Cowboys. That's why I didn't have the work ethic. You know what? People change, Q. People do change. So time will tell if this is a new David Irving, a refocused David Irving um, that I've not seen, that I never saw in Dallas. Uh, Hope so for the Raiders. The great organization deserves to to get back to their winning ways. Uh, The Raiders are one of the legacy organizations in the league. The league is simply better when the Raiders are one of the teams that are winning. Um, love Marinelli to death. I believe that Marinelli uh, also understands, though, what he has and does not have in David Irving. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, John Gruden is never shy uh, about bringing in challenging guys um, (laughs) character-wise and and hoping that he can get them right. And it worked with a guy like Darren Waller, right? Right. You know, shouts out to Darren Waller. Waller Waller is uh, the golden goose uh, when it comes to you know, guys being able to recuperate and, and, you know, rebuild their brand with the Raiders. Um, but not everybody's there in wallet. So we will see if David Irving can, um, obtain the level of status in the NFL that he has the talent to obtain. But again, work ethic was a major handicap for him in Dallas. And if that is going to be the case in Las Vegas, uh, you saw how he struggled to get off of the practice squad last year. Um, I don't know, Q, it's just, you know, I want to see everybody succeed. It's just weird to me uh, that a guy who struggled to get on a practice squad coming out of that suspension and then struggled to get activated from the practice squad. Yeah, you sign a a, a new deal, which I'm just going to treat like a futures deal. Right. But to start talking like a Hall of Famer. You know, let's settle down and prove it. That's where I am with David Irving. Settle down and prove it.
1: Right, exactly. And and to your point of, you know, the, the Cowboys, I know for a fact gave him so many effort, chances, you know, to be successful, so many. you know, and <laughs> to for him to come out and talk about how much he hated the organization and this and that, I'm just thinking, wow, like, that's the spitting in the face, exactly. but
0: didn't, didn't hate them when they were, when you were cashing those checks. Right. Uh, exactly. You know, didn't hate them when they were, you know, <laughs> banging down your, your room door to try to get you to wake up and come to practice.
1: Right. You know, but
0: now because they wouldn't give you another chance, you hate them. So, I mean, there's a lot to this story uh, and a lot of it, I, you know, I won't put out there because, you know, water under the bridge. So right. I hope he succeeds with the Raiders. Um, but I will say that I would not be surprised if the Raiders come into some complications with Irving, I hope not. I hope he gets to the status he needs to get to. I want to see him succeed. I want to see everybody succeed. Um, but you know, the way he's firing shots backward while trying to drive forward, I don't see how you do two things at once like that. So
1: we'll see. Yeah, he looks like he could be the part, but he's looked like the part for his whole life. So oh, he, can, he
0: can, he can, yeah, he can play the part. Athletically, the guy's a freak. R- Athletically, he can get you. 10 sacks in a season. He really can get that physically. Right. Mentally though. You know, it's kind of one of those things where what good is the Ferrari if the transmission is shot?
1: What good is a Ferrari if the transmission is shot? I love that one. I love that. That's the line that I'm going to incorporate into what I say. I thought that that was really good and brings up a great point. You know, again, David Irving is built like a Ferrari, but if the transmission is shot, it ain't going to do you no good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I like the opportunity. I know the Raiders didn't give him a bunch of money, just a one-year deal, so it's not like it's a big deal. But, man, if he could all of a sudden find some get right and really be a dude, he could then be a dude for the raiders but we'll see if he can actually roll you know fill that role and be that guy but i thought it was kind of cool to to pass along what patrick walker had to say about him cuz he covered him like a glove while he was there in dallas and he's seen him at his best and he's seen him at his worst. So coming up in segment number two, uh, it pays to know your value. I'll tell you what I mean by that. We'll get into all that in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It does not matter what sport you're talking about. I know that the NFL season's over, the Super Bowl is gone and passed, and all that good stuff. But college basketball's in effect. NBA, NHL, baseball uh, baseball's right around the corner. Uh, UFC is going full throttle. I mean, there's all kind of things in on um, Bet. Online.ag, you can even get your gamble on when it comes to like reality shows and award shows, which is ridiculous, but you could do it. They got you covered head to toe. It does not matter. Whatever it is, you could bet on it. BetOnline.ag has you. And if you need to open up an account, well, that's good. That's a good thing. Open up a free account today, and with your first deposit, if you use the promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus just like that. So right now, you might be like, well, what's a 50% welcome bonus? If I put $100 in... I'm going to play with $150. If I put $200 in, I'm going to play with $300. You put $300 in, you're going to be playing with $450, you know, so on and so forth. Again, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They got you covered like a glove. Again, uh, they got everything. So make sure you go check them out today. Open up that free account. Check them out on social media as well. At betonline underscore ag. Look out for all the best bonuses in the business and open up that free account today. Betonline.ag. Segment number two is on the way.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about knowing your value and how much it pays to know your value, know what you are worth. And I'm going to talk about football, obviously, because that's what we're here for. But I'm also going to bring this around and talk about life in general, because sometimes we just need a reminder to know our worth and know exactly who we are and not always just, like I like to say, dance when they tell you dance. You know I mean? The perfect example I like to give is, you know, when you're driving down the street you see that dude, and look, if this is some, like one of your kids, and you're, that's fine, because this is a job for a kid. But when you're driving down the street, and you see that kid on the street corner that has that big sign that, you know, they're twisting and they're dancing. they got their headphones on and everything. And it says, like, uh, going out of business sale or taxes done here. It's, it's tax season. So that's a, a better example. Taxes done here. And, they're you know, they're trying to get your attention. Or they got the big whatever air air whatever phone things flying behind their head. Just, again, trying to be attention getters you don't have to be that guy. You know what I mean? And, and uh, and again, that's not a disrespect to them, but you've got to know your value. And what I mean by that, you know, a lot of folks talking about Deshaun Watson and what's going on in Houston and how can he not, you know, answer the phone to the, to the GM, not answer the phone for the new head coach. He signed this contract and everything. The thing about it is in the NFL now, These guys are a lot smarter than, well, just being back in the day, back in the day when these guys were trying to get out of whatever situation they were in, and they were just trying to get some money in their pocket and, and, you know, and have a good time or whatever, and hey, you know, no matter what, they're going to give me this money, I'm going to go and I'm going to do everything that they say that they can do. The players now in 2021, and this is not the first year. I mean, there's players that have been doing it throughout, you know, for a while, but you're starting to see a lot more and you're going to continue to see it grow. You see it in the NBA all the time where players know their worth and know their value and have more say so and have more power than they ever had. And the NFL is not really like that. You know, it just it it just hasn't been like that. And this is why it's not your father's NFL anymore. It's just it's it's a new day and time. So you look at a guy like Deshaun Watson. He's very smart. And what I mean by that is he's put real smart people around him. So when he got his contract, he took care of his money. When he got his contract extension, he's he, he realizes what he has, what he doesn't have, what he you know needs to acknowledge and what he doesn't need to acknowledge. And he also realizes how valuable he is, not only to the franchise, which is the Houston Texans, but the whole NFL. And that's why this situation is going on. Even though the whole time I've been saying there's no way that they're going to trade him, you know, it might come to a, a point in time where they really don't have any option because he carries that much weight. Now, I'm not saying every player in the league carries that much weight because if you're a running back, no disrespect, but they're going to say, okay, like Melvin Gordon, for example. Melvin Gordon tried to hold out and say, hey, I'm not showing up because the Chargers are going to have to pay me a whole lot of money. Chargers are like, man, whatever. This is what we're going to give you. You like it? Cool. You don't? That's fine, too. He ended up in Denver, and, well, we all know the situation. It didn't really work out for him, but, again, he's not – uh, a big-time quarterback across the league. He's he's a running back that was really an underachiever as a first-round draft pick, a former first-round draft pick. So these players now, and I've had a lot of guys hit me up, and we've done radio shows. My guy C.K. in Fresno you know, on Fox Sports right there in, in, in the Valley, he's been hitting me up, and he's talking to me about it lately. And He's like, Q, this is a shift in what it was back in the day. And I said, absolutely, because these guys, and you can go back even to Marshawn Lynch. You know, Before he was a, a member of the Raiders and he was in Seattle, he was a smart dude. And even when he was in Buffalo, he was smart. You know, he didn't spend any of his of his paychecks. He spent his endorsement checks. So that meant he was able to set himself up. So he knew, hey, when I'm ready to walk away, if I want to walk away, I can. And I'm not... I'm not stuck where they, well, hey, you ain't got no money. you got to come back for a couple more years and just ride him till he ain't got nothing left in the tank. He was able to walk away whenever he wanted to. Then he came back because he had an opportunity to play for the Raiders. Like, yeah, cool, I can do that. No problem. And it's not because money's a big deal. Now you see he's living his best life. He's got every commercial in, in town. I mean, he's just doing whatever he wants to do. But it's because he's smart. And he put his business together. He got his business aligned, you know. And everyone made fun of him when he did that uh, presser with with uh, with the Seahawks. And when he came back the second time with Seattle, and was like, you know, get your chicken right and all that. And was like, ah huh this guy. Uh. This dude is so smart, man. You know, this guy, whatever he looks like and whatever he sounds like and whatever you think he may be, this dude's a super smart dude. You know, I mean, he has a he has a, a degree from Berkeley. I mean, you know, what I mean, so it's not like he's some dummy, and the dummies don't get into Berkeley. I don't care how you know how how great an athlete you are. You know, he, even Jason Kidd went to Berkeley, and he's he's got some something on the ball. Now, I ain't saying he's the sharpest tool in the shed, but he still he can get it, get it done if he had to. But either way you look at it, my whole point is not talking about Marshawn Lynch or Jason Kidd or any of that. It's just the fact that at some point in life, either because you realize it and you just get your mind right and you get all your business in order and you realize your value or someone around you realizes your value and helps you learn how valuable you are, you know, and, and I like to, you know, bring a lot of things to myself and talk about myself as an example, because that's all I know in life. And I've said it multiple times that, you know, I'd be the worst free agent, or I'm the guy that I want to work so bad. And I want to do this so bad that I would, I'd willing to do things for free and all that other stuff. And I've done it Raider nation. I've done, I've done so much work for minimal money or no money. You know, I enjoyed being on Raider nation radio, 920 in, in Vegas, but I'll tell you, the whole time I was there, I made less than $1,000. But it's just because I wanted to be on the radio station. I wanted to be have my voice heard in, in Las Vegas for another bigger opportunity. And it may pay off sometime. Uh, I, I mentioned it before. I'm, I'm working on something and trying to, you know, trying to make myself out to Las Vegas. But at the same time, I realized my worth. And my worth is not less than $1,000 for like six, seven months of work. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I'm way more valuable than that. So we as people sometimes have to, Take a step back and, and, and look and say, hey, man, I don't have to dance. I don't have to just, when you say jump, go how high because, you know, I'm so desperate for something. I have other opportunities. I have value. And when you start understanding your value, the people around you will start understanding your value as well. And you won't be. If you feel disrespected, you won't be disrespected, you know, or if you are disrespected, at least you can say like, hey, man, I'm not going for that. Now, I'm not telling anyone and I'm not making any kind of suggestion that someone should go out there and be reckless and someone at their job says, hey, you need to do this. And you're like, no, I ain't doing that. It's under my value. I'm not saying that, but be smart. Be smart about what you're doing. Get everything together. Get your mind right. Get your get your, get your your ducks in a row where you know that at some point if things aren't the way that they should be going, you can do better for yourself, and you can value yourself more. So I'll tell you, the older I get, I guess maybe the wiser I get, and, and again, having really good people around me, and that's something that you have to do as well. You've got to have really good people around you. The the athletes in the league, like a Deshaun Watson, like a Marshawn Lynch, uh, like a Richard Sherman, we've talked about Richard Sherman and, and what he's doing, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, all these guys, they take care of their own their own paychecks. You know what I mean? Like Richard Sherman, he's his own agent. DeAndre Hopkins, he's his own agent. De- now, Deshaun Watson has a, has an agent, but David Mulgetta is a guy who has a lot of friends that look like him, that, you know, have been in situations that he's been in. So he wasn't able to get in on the athletic side of things, but he ended up going and getting his smarts and getting his education and making sure that he could put money where it needs to be. You know what I mean? Instead of just uh, having like a Vince Young situation where he gets into the league and gets all this money and then, boom, he's out at Applebee's of all places spending $10,000 a night on shots and and riblets. You know what I mean? Which I, someone's probably thinking like laughing at that. That's that's not – it's fun, It's real. That's what he did. You know, and so now he doesn't have the, the, the long-term wealth that he should and this is not just about money and it's not just about wealth but it's also about your 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 sense of you know your own mind you know what what you want to do with yourself and and knowing that you don't always have to just you know, whatever someone tells you to do, just go ahead and do. And I look, I get it, man. Some jobs are tough and some jobs you, you have, and you feel like you're in a bad situation, but you got to have a job. And so that's fine. You know, I'm not telling you don't do your job and do it to the best of your ability. I'll always tell you to do that. But at the same time, know your worth. And if your worth is not what you, you're getting, go find your worth, go find your worth, make it, make it so you're valuable, you know, figure out what your value is at what level it's in. And then just, and then go from there. You know, you may be in a bad situation for a while, but you could change that. You know, like I say, if you can't change the friends around you, you need to change the friends around you. If you can't change your situation, then you need to change your situations to something that better fits your value and who you are. You know, and, and again, I'll go back to myself. I look at at the radio station I work at right now. You know, I was working at ESPN Central Texas. Then all of a sudden they decide they want to move me to Fox Sports Central Texas. Now all of a sudden they want me to do all kind of different things. And it's, it's almost just like they say, oh, hey, I want you to do this. Oh, okay. Now I want you to do that. Now I want you to do that. And they want me to stand there and be like, okay, Mr. Sir. Okay, Master Sir. How about, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then just, you know, and stand like the guy on the corner and, and flip the sign. I'm not going to be that guy. You know, I, I have way more value, and I've learned from doing this podcast, from doing other radio shows, from doing you know a lot of things and a lot of learning and, and soul searching, and and again, smart people around me. The wife is—I say it all the time. She's one of the smartest people I know. I wouldn't be the guy I am today without her because she helped me know my value and like, hey man, you know you're you're way worth more than what so-and-so is the way they're treating you. You need, to, you need to realize that because the more that you allow someone to treat you less than who you are is the more they're going to do that. So the minute that you decide that, hey, I'm not going to be less than what I'm worth, then that's when you're going to get that respect that you want. So, uh, again, I know we're here to talk Raiders, uh, but with the franchise tag being put on, uh, you know, being able to be placed on on Tuesday, and, of, of course, you're going to see some of that across the league, and you see some of these players that are holding out saying, hey, I'm not going to do it. I, I've mentioned it before uh, when it comes to Dak Prescott. He might get hit with the franchise tag again with the Cowboys, and if I'm him, I'd say, you know what, I ain't doing it. I'm not signing that contract. You know, you shouldn't sign that contract. He, he signed it the first year as a good soldier. He went out there, and yeah, I know he made $31 million, and that's a lot of money. He didn't get the long-term deal, and then he got hurt, and the season ended. Well, what if he's not that same guy? What if that wheel just never gets better? So now he's got to try and go get that, that long-term money. So yeah, they could tag him for another year and give him $37 million. And again, that is great generational wealth, but that's not that long-term deal that he feels like he already deserved. So now he's got to sit with his people and say, what is my worth? You know, Khalil Mack. With the Raiders, he they, the Raiders gave him a contract offer. He didn't like it. His agent said he is worth more. They realized they can get more money on the open market. That's why I never got mad at him for leaving and, and not being a part of the Raiders and, and getting traded by John Gruden and company. He knew that somewhere else he can get more money than what the Raiders were offering him. And in this league, and you'll see it, when they're done with you, they're done with you. They will drop you like it's nothing. And they'll look at your contract and say, oh, you ain't got no no uh, guaranteed money. You're out. I mean, look at Trent Brown. He's got 14 million dollars he should make this year or 14 million against the cap. It looks like he may be on his way out so the Raiders is like, "All right, we're done." And it's not it's not because he doesn't deserve it because he he wasn't available. He I don't think he put in the work, but it's just at some point, man, in the league, you you're you're gone, you know? So you've got to put all your ducks in a row. You got to get good people around you. You've got to know your value. So as much as these players, you're starting to see a shift in what they're doing. As far as knowing their value and being able to to almost like say this is what's going to happen and what's not going to happen, even though it's a lot tougher in the NFL than it is in the NBA, they're starting to to come with the, around the corner. They're starting to make their to make it known. You know, I mean, think about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. If he decided that hey things weren't going right and the franchise was going in a terrible direction and they had some awful people in the front office and it just was a dumpster fire, how valuable is he to the franchise? You think he doesn't know his value? Hey, I'll tell you, Lee Steinberg is his agent. I know Lee personally. Lee's going to make sure he knows his value. And again, that goes back to knowing your value, understanding what you're worth to not only yourself, but to the others around you, and making sure that they know your worth and knowing your value. So if you take anything from this, as yes, we're talking about football, we're talking about the NFL, we're looking at guys that may be tagged across the league, in your own personal life, you have to realize what your value is And you also have to make sure people around you know what your value is. And the minute that they don't know or appreciate what you are or who you are, you need to find a situation that will. Again, I'm not telling you get reckless and go rogue like the wife would say. Don't be roguish. I'm not telling you do that and go rogue and just flip out and just bounce and say, hey, this ain't ain't what I'm worth. I'm gone. Don't be reckless and stupid. But be smart about it. Be smart about everything. Get your ducks in a row. Take care of your business. Or like Marshawn would say, take care of your chicken, man. Take care of your chicken so you can control what your situation is. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to take care of you like you. You know, and the people around you that actually love and appreciate you, not just the people that smile in your face when when you can do something good for them or they think you could do something for them. Again, my perfect example, don't be the guy on the corner with the sign that's spinning around. He's got the headphones in his ears and he's telling you that there's a going out of sale uh, or going out of business sale or taxes are being done around the corner or whatever. Know your worth and it pays to know your value. That's all I got for you. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. And I'll tell you what, I know their value. Their value is really, really good. And, and they're great for a great-tasting protein bar. I mean, it's very rare that you get a, a great-tasting protein bar, but you get one in Built Bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They got 18 Great flavors officially. They got more great flavors on the way. Very excited about that. And not only is the is the bar great tasting, it's going to help you lose or maintain weight. Uh, they're, they're great. Uh, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. But also... If you use the promo code Locked On when you go check out, you're going to save 20% at the same time. So not only are you getting a great tasting bar, not only are you, you know, taking good care of yourself and not indulging in just a candy bar, uh, but something that tastes great and is good for you, you're saving money at the same time. So use the promo code locked on when you check out at builtbar.com. Segment number three is on the way.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.
1: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and text straight off that Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider 94 and the 626. He's calling in to talk about a call he heard on Tuesday's show about the offense and defense and how the Buccaneers improved drastically, defensively, went on to win the Super Bowl. And what's the difference between Tampa Bay and the Raiders? Here he is, Raider 94 and the 626.
2: What's up, Q? What's up, Raider Nation? Raider 94, calling from the 626. I was calling in because I heard – I forgot the name uh, who called in, but they called in on Tuesday's show talking how we have one of the good offenses in the league, which I agree with. We have a great offense, and I think what helps with that is that Carr really really commands the offense. He knows what he's doing with the offense. And they brought up – I know, Q, you brought up Tom Brady and how the defense – went to 10 as far as the Buccaneers after and as far as rankings went. Um But honestly, I feel what that had a lot to do with as well is, was Tampa Bay knew that they had Brady, and Tampa Bay knew, okay, we got a great offense. We have a great quarterback. We have one of the goats, let's be honest. And I feel like that pushes the defense a lot more. That makes the defense feel like, man, like, we got a goat on off, on offense, and we got to do our job on defense. Now, I could be wrong. You know, this is just me going on a hunch, but honestly, I feel like our defense doesn't see Carr's GOAT, and Carr does put command into that offense, but I feel like the same command that he puts into offense, he needs to do it in defense. We're talking about we want this alpha dog. We want this dog on the team. Carr needs to be that dog. Not just offensively, defensively. He needs to get in their face and tell them, look, we need that stop, man. Let's get that stop so we can do something with it. And not just go in there and go four and out and then come back in with our heads down. No, let's go back in. Let's go get some points on that, on that board and do something with it. You know, just short and sweet. That's all I got to say real quick. Hope everyone's doing well. Keep up. I hope you're doing well. Everything else going on in Texas. Um, and with that being said, man, that's it, man whoever everyone, that's
1: buff Day. Thank you. There he goes right there, Raider 94 on the 626. Thank you for the call. And, you know, you bring up a great point. We've actually talked about that before when it comes to Tom Brady. He's that guy, man, that makes everyone better the minute he walks in the building. I mean all the players. I mean the janitors. I mean the coaches. I mean the concession stand workers, the folks in the parking lot. He makes everyone better. There's just a level of excellent that's called the Tom Brady effect. He has that. You cannot deny that. It's a reason why he's got seven rings now. And I put this out there before, like right after the Super Bowl. I said, okay, who is that guy? Do the Raiders have a guy that can make everyone better around them? And I don't have an answer for that because I don't believe that they do. And this is not a slight at Derek Carr. This is not a slight at Rodney Hudson or anyone else on that on that team. Josh Jacobs. Anyone. I, I'm not trying to you know put a dig in anyone, but they don't have a guy that can walk into the building and everyone is better. And I, I call those guys alpha dogs. I call those guys difference makers. I call those guys guys that the Raiders need. They don't have that guy currently. So uh, great point. Thank you for, for that call. I really appreciate that. Next up is a text from So May. It's my homeboy out of Provo, Utah. He says, Hey, Q. So May here from Provo. Just listen to today's episode. Just listen to today's episode, and I agree 100%. I've been coaching youth football for the past nine years, and every year I've said the same thing about needing car thieves on the team. Choir boys are good and all, but there has to be some guys that play with, like you said, a little something in their neck. Hell, even when I played centuries ago, there were a few guys on the team that you thought, okay, he's going to go to prison after he gets kicked out of high school. (laughs) And after being married, raising three kids, and now two grandkids, I still catch myself having car thief tendencies and thoughts. You just learn to keep them under wraps now, LOL. Well, anyways, thanks for all that you do, bro. I'm glad to hear you and yours made it through last week safe and sound. That's from uh so out of Provo, Utah. And that's my point, man. I think you summed it up perfectly. You know, I've had folks hit me up and say, yeah, but you remember some guys that are choir boys, they have some car thief in them. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. I mean, guys that, you know, are on the edge that are going to go out there and just, just do that, you know, be that guy, you know, just, just be the dude. And yeah, they're, they're, they're almost over the line at times. And that's okay. You know, like Steve Wisniewski. Remember when he was on the Raiders offensive line back in the day and he would always play through the whistle? You know, kind of like what Richie Incognito has. He has some car thief in him, obviously. He's got a lot of car thief in him. He's just not available. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, and I think that's the reason why Colton Miller got better. I'll tell you that straight up. I think with Richie Incognito playing next to him, he helped Colton Miller improve year after year. I, I do think that that's a part of the reason why you've seen an uh, improvement in Colton Miller. But there's just certain guys that just have that, that edge to him man and, and you know Romanowski Bill Romanowski I love talking to him at the Super Bowl each and every year when I get a chance to man that dude one has so much energy he comes with a fire and I know damn well there's an opportunity he might reach across the table and choke the hell out of me you know and, and not that I like that but I'm just saying you kind of sit there and know that I'm, I'm talking to a dude across from me with a whole lot of edge and I better tread lightly with what I got to say Romanowski is something, man. I mean, he's he's a guy. The Raiders need a Romanowski. They need someone like that. What he always used to call it? Uh, the Raiders need someone who's a deer hunter, you know, or a boar, a wild boar hunter. That's what he called it. Someone they need a wild boar hunter. Do the Raiders have a wild boar hunter? No, but they need one. Great stuff, man. Appreciate the text. Next up, i got a call from Raider Down Under from Sydney, Australia. A quick call. He's calling to ask about the offensive line and a couple guys that most likely will be missing this season from it. How do the Raiders fill that void? Here he is, Raider Down Under from Sydney, Australia.
2: Hey Q, this is Raider Down Under calling from Sydney, Australia. Uh, Massive fan of the podcast. Uh, Even bigger Raider fan. Traveled uh, 8,000 miles to Oakland in 2018 to see the Colts beat the Raiders. It was still the best day of my life. Um, I just want to pick your brain about the offensive line. Uh, Incognito's probably retiring. Trent, Brown, Trent Brown's probably going. Uh, that's two big holes. I know we did survive last season with those two guys out, but what do you think about offensive linemen uh, personnel-wise uh, for draft and free agency? Just want to see where you head that uh, with that. Cheers, uh, Q. Good on you.
1: There he goes right there. Raider down under from Sydney, Australia. Good call, my man. And uh, I think Denzel Good, who's a free agent, has a chance to be retained. Uh, I think he could fill a void at left guard for Incognito if he's not back, and I don't think he'll be back. Uh, Maybe John Simpson out of Clemson. He was the fourth-round draft pick a year ago. Maybe he's ready to step into that role. This year's draft is deep at the tackle position. So, I mean, there's a lot of different options that they have. Trent Brown is a big loss. No matter, I mean, there's no way to, to just kind of clean it up and try to make it, you know, look better. Put lipstick on a pig. That's what you're doing. Trent Brown is a big loss if he's not there. The problem is he hasn't been available for the two seasons that he is. He's just not there more times than he's not, and so that's the big issue. So either way you look at it, man, uh, would love to have him there. I think he's a a factor, but again, uh, you're spending a lot of money on him and you're not getting the you're not getting the results that you want. So uh, I think you have options, no doubt about it especially in this draft, and plus guys that you have currently on the roster to potentially fill those voids that could be lost. Next up, I got a text, a pretty lengthy text from Raider Rob in Pittsburgh. It says, Q, Raider Rob from Pittsburgh, man, I hope you can explain this insanity. So let's start out that I'm not thrilled with the Bradley hire. The reason being he counts on the front four for the pass rush and blitzes little. Same as Gunther. So today's episode, I was excited to listen to because of the article from The Athletic. So he's talking about Ted Nguyen's interview that I had on Monday. And then he said, The headlines seemed promising, but the interview was so discouraging to listen to. Here are the insanity points. One, Arnett is going to struggle early because he'll be asked to play more zone than press. Don't forget, he was rated as one of the highest press corners coming out of college. Two, Abram will be in the similar sets in that he struggled with most of the year last year. Three, you need a dominant inside pass rusher for this defense to work. I ask you, where are we going to find one? Surely not in the draft and even less likely in free agency. Four, dominant edge rusher. Refer to number three comments. And to add insult to injury, that dude said we should go after Bud Dupree. Man, Dupree has blitzed more in one year with the Steelers than the Raiders have blitzed as a team in the last three seasons combined. He would just be another free agent signing not used to his strength. This defensive backfield is set up for press coverage and a blitzing defense. All we need is a defensive coordinator that can disguise the weakness of the defense and his blitz package. Try to confuse the quarterback, not give him guaranteed completion down the field. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Man, I hope I'm wrong, but the Raiders should draft the best right tackle and start from there love the show, that's from Raider Rob in Pittsburgh and thank you so much for that uh, text man, very lengthy text, but I appreciate you for it I like the points that you brought out and yeah, I mean, I I talked to Ted and he broke it down and he's saying simplifying Gus Bradley's defense can help these guys and all those struggles that you talked about and yeah, they need to be able to get home with their front four, that's something I talked about the minute Bradley got hired, he does not blitz, he's not a blitzing guy, when you blitz, there's a great chance you get burned if you don't get home, you saw the Raiders do that a lot, but Gunther would call the blitz, and they get burned, and it'd be bad. So uh, Gus Bradley's not going to do that. He's going to rely on the front four to get home. He's going to load the box, try to stop the run, and he's going to count on his corners to do their job. So... You know, this is when Trayvon Mullen's gonna have to step up. This is why a guy like Richard Sherman's probably gonna have to be brought in or somebody that knows it. Uh, there's gonna have to be a guy in the back end that could be that that Earl Thomas to what Jonathan Abrams most likely gonna be, the the Cam Chancellor. I mean, they're just gonna have to grow up and they're gonna have to learn. And I do think that Damon Arnett's probably gonna be the one that struggles the most. I think you're right about that because of everything you said. He's a press corner, but He's going to have to learn zone. Again, that's why another corner is going to be needed to be brought in. So uh, I'm not discouraged by the Bradley hire. I think he's very good at understanding what he has as personnel, and he's going to set them up in a good position. I'm not saying they're going to be a top 15 defense. That's where they need to be, but I'm not saying that they're going to be. Uh, They can't be too much worse than they were last year. 30th rank, gave up 400-something points, you know, the worst in franchise history. It doesn't get too much worse than that. You can only really go up from there. So, uh, I say, give them a chance. Do they need to make some additions on the defense? Absolutely. Do they need to get a uh, you know improve the pass rush? Absolutely. I still think that they need a stud linebacker. I think uh, Jeremiah Owusu Kormo would be great. You know, the, at, the, at number seventeen, if he's available, I would have no problem with that, and he can get after the quarterback as well. There's a lot of different things that you can do to improve this defense, where you're not putting yourself out on the island and making yourself you know send yourself up for failure. So I think that where your concerns are very valid, I think you should still just kind of give them a chance, see how everything shakes out, let them get a full training camp under their belt, see what kind of free agents they bring in, and also what they do in the draft, and then let's go back and just, and talk about the defense and why we think it's not going to work or why we do think it's going to work. I just presented that interview with Ted because he put out a really good article on The on the Athletic about Gus Bradley and that defense and thought that it would be a good idea to let you hear exactly how Bradley Or how he thinks Bradley is going to implement the defense. So um, sorry that it was uh, it was rough to hear, and I know it wasn't because of the job that I did or the quality of it. It was just you know it's not what you wanted to hear. So hopefully, like you said, you're you're not right, and Gus Bradley is able to do a good job. I think he's going to do a good job. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator, always has been, and I think that he's able to put guys in the proper position. The Legion of Boom he helped put together, and these guys weren't all first round draft picks. They weren't all super studs. He just found out what they did really well. and he put them in that position so I, I do believe Gus Bradley will do that for the Raiders as well thank you so much for that text my man definitely appreciate you that's about all I got time for on today's show it's running a little bit long still got a text from Dylan in the 605 uh, text from Jason from Idaho and a text from Darkside Reg so we'll get to that on tomorrow's show we'll also have a draft conversation uh, I got a chance to catch up with Cyril Pin 4 he's put out a really good draft guide I have it and I uh, had a great conversation with him it was very lengthy I may put the whole thing on tomorrow's show i might have to split it up into two so we'll see how it all shakes out but you'll definitely hear a lot of good draft talk on tomorrow's show news and notes of the day of course and uh, hopefully we'll get to some uh, feedback some calls and texts off the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line but that's all I got for you for today's show Uh, hopefully everyone appreciated it hopefully everyone knows their worth and knows their value and realizes how important it is to do that and uh, you know you apply it to your everyday life so until tomorrow's episode Raider Nation uh, take care of yourself make sure you stay safe make sure your family stays safe wash your hands work. your hands Wear your mask, social distance, do what you got to do. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.